Hi everybody, my name is Lena Abajamra and welcome to the Living with Power Hope podcast. Man, it is so great to be back with you. Thursdays are our podcast day. If you've been following us for a while, you know that. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. I hope you've subscribed. I hope you've left us a review, but however it is that you got here, we are glad you're here. I've got a special treat for you today. Hey man, if you know this podcast, you know that we love to talk about all things faith, life, and culture. We're here to give you biblical truth for everyday life. That is our, really our mission at Living With Power is to bring hope to the world. But this is going to be a special treat. For the next few weeks, I've brought in a co-host. Hey guys. Uh, I'm going to introduce you. <laughs> Don't get ahead of me. But we are calling this series Soul Sisters, S-O-U-L. Of course, I can use the S-O-L-E since she's my only sister. But I'm going to bring in a co-host. You're going to meet her in a second. We're just going to have fun in this next season. We're going to have about eight or ten episodes, maybe more, maybe less. I never plan these things, but we've got a lot of things we're going to talk to you about. So get ready. Listen, if you thought one Abu Jamra was bad, wait till you get two of us in the room. Well, I'm a Sahakian, Abu Jamra <laughs> Sahakian. I have to be clear on that, but yeah, I Starting her back on the family. is not starting oh. off to a good start. And listen, <laughs> let me introduce my sister formally. Diana Sahakian is uh, her name. You're going to get to know her quite a bit. Diana, I'm going to have, in a minute, I'm going to give you a chance to tell you about yourself. And actually, I thought we were talking about what we're going to do in this podcast. And first of all, are you excited to be here? I'm so excited to be here, guys. I can't talk as fast as Lena. In fact, in my life, I'm considered not mellow, but when I'm around Lena, I'm pretty <laughs> mellow. So here we are. I'm well, super excited. They're going to have a hard time going, you know, I think people put me on half speed. And so we're going to yeah. have to be, you're going to either it's have to speed it up or I'm going to have to slow it down. Listen, guys, if you're a guy and you're listening, don't worry. You came to the right place. Just because there's two women leading this podcast does not mean we're only going to talk about woman stuff, although we are going to talk about woman stuff. Yeah, that's one of the main focuses we want to cover yeah. here. What are we going to do today, though? Let me, let me, let me kind of uh, let you know what we've decided to do. Yeah, we're going to talk about the story of living with power and how, what brought us to this point. I think that was a good place to start because we've never really told that story formally. And Diana, you've been a huge part of the story. In fact, I remember early beginnings discussing even the name Living With Power grew out of a discussion with you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, as our situation is, Lena and I are fortunate to be able to be best friends and sisters. And so a lot of watching her build Living With Power was um, happening just with us conversing and her brainstorming and me listening and um, just watching God at work over the years and leading in every detail that you see come together, including the name Living With Power. And right. so I remember that day really well when we were trying to think of a name that is effective and relevant and reflective of what the mission and the vision is for Living With Power. So, And it's taken a lot of time to shape sort of, I think, well, here's, here's the problem with a ministry like ours that does a lot of different things is that it's taken us a while to figure out our language to sort of, that sort of encompasses everything we do. You know now, this is the Hope podcast. Hope is our thing. We love hope. And it's interesting because I find, I mean, we can, we're going to talk, they're going to get to know us pretty well here in this next few weeks, but I wrestle with hope. Right. We... We want to have hope, and when you have hope, you can live with power. So the right. two are really interconnected, and so that's the Hope Podcast. We want to build our hope and strengthen our hope, and as our hope it grows, then we can live with power and reflect the hope that is ours in Jesus Christ. And how I believe that happens is by studying God's Word and Amen. by getting to know God through His Word. And so backtrack, like let's kind of, I guess, rewind for a few years. Um, 
so you now work, well, I guess before I rewind, but just you now work at our ministry. She doesn't get paid. That's a volunteer <laughs> staff position. But she is our operations director, Diana. That's what she does now. I'm going to tell you guys how she came to be in our ministry, but probably leading up to it, it would be maybe helpful to sort of speed up a few years, maybe the last 10 years or so, and then what led to you coming on? Because it was sort of at a point of crisis. Right. So I am married and I have um, three kids. I have a 10-year gap between my second and third child. I'm married for 22 years and um, I'm really grateful for my family and the life God has allowed me to live. I also work. I have, I'm a physical therapist and have ran a clinic and um, last several years, I do wellness coaching and working with women. And so my life, all that to say, I've had a lot of things on my plate. And so Alina and I have lived parallel lives and um, doing very different things. Um, I've always been there and very interested in what God is doing through Living With Power. But because my life was so full, it just never seemed like I could make that space to devote more official time with the ministry until uh, God's timing right before COVID um, yeah. a couple of years ago in 2020. Um, that time was there where I felt I was in a place where I could take something on. And like Lena said, living with power. I was about to quit. Yeah, you were. Basically. Let's, let's cut through the chase, Diana. You guys know you, Lena guys are no, doesn't say yeah, it any other way. We don't mince words. I give them three points. Point number one, I was about to quit. There you go. That's point, point number one. two, I was about to quit. <laughs> point well, no, point three. two, I stepped in the picture, you <laughs> right. could say. And point, point three, three she didn't here. quit. Right. That's a good point. There you go. All right. No, so listen. So the story goes back, though. I started the ministry. Well, I felt called to teach the Bible back in 2000. About 2010, 12-ish is when we started what, the, our inception of Living with Power. Up until that point, you know, those were early days. If you're listening and you're an older person like myself, um, the phone came to be, the iPhone in 2007. You know, people didn't have blogs until the mid-2000, early 2000, like right, right after Y2K. And so I came on to blogging, the blogging scene at that point. I didn't have a lot of followers. I mean, I still complain that I don't. But the fact of the matter is, it was sort of a new thing. And then when the phone came, Facebook came on, people started connecting more online. And so it was sort of that wave where I stepped into ministry, what I felt God had called me to do. And so I was in medicine. I'm a doctor in pediatric emergency medicine. It was the year that I was finishing my fellowship that I felt called to teach the Bible. So I sort of did that for a while and try to figure out my bearings without quitting my day job. And by the time the late the 2007 to so, you know, maybe around that time, I started teaching a Bible study at our church in Chicago at the time. And, and as a practical, and a lot of my decisions in life have been very pragmatic, very practical. It's honestly like there's vision, but then there's a practicality. Like I knew God had called me to teach the Bible, to lead people to Jesus, to get them excited about the kingdom of God. Like that was sort of my calling. But the practical nature of it was what do I do now? Now I had a Bible study that I was teaching on Sundays or it was Tuesdays. I'm sorry. It was Tuesday nights. And, and, um, and I wanted to keep them connected. So I had this like aha moment, like I'd build this website. And at the time I was in Ephesians 3.20 and felt like God would use that word. And so I called the ministry power at work early on, mm -hmm. which was kind of a great, I like that ver the verse, you know that verse, Ephesians 3.20? Yeah, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power, power at, at work, work in, in you. you. Etc. And so that's good enough, right? <laughs> I actually put my alarm at 3.20 every day and pray that verse. So that no is No way, cool. now? Yeah. God help us. So I didn't know you were waking up at 3.20? PM. 
Oh. Not a.m. Okay. Yes. She, you, you wake up at 3.20 a.m. That's why I thought it was a.m. Yeah, no, I do wake up early. In the maybe afternoon. Four, four, maybe. But um, anyway, but yes, so basically, I call it power at work. We'd survived it for a couple of years, but then people were, when I started sort of writing more blogs, people were asking me, like, are you a professional woman thing? Right. The, uh, the f- association was to, like, working women and other you know, people who did that kind of ministry. And that wasn't what we wanted to go over, over after, even though, even though we were both working woman. Wor- working woman as I well, was yeah. as well. But right. at that time I was just observing more and, yeah. you know, listening as a friend. And so my identity thought, was more like, I'm a Bible teacher. Yes, you are not trying to identify with being uh, like Mary Welshall. Working. Yeah, they, at that yes. time, that was a right. big thing. If you know her, you guys, did, yeah, right. Are, you know, <laughs> we have age. people who I know with yeah. Mary Welchel, right. So. But she had the Christian working woman and that wasn't our really, I hate to use the word brand. Like we were really Bible people. And, right. and that's what I wanted to desperately pass on. And so one day at your house in Mount Prospect, you yeah. had just moved there mm-hmm. and we were just wrestling over it. And her poor husband, I mean, how many conversations has he sat in on with me? He really is a saint. He, he is. I mean, we don't give him enough I, I talk like this all the time, guys. Like, this is me. I'm not hiding behind any facade. Like, this is how I am. Like, I'm intense. I have a lot of words. And I live alone. And I'm single. And I show up to my sisters and her poor husband and boys. Like, we just diarrhea words. Like, I don't, I don't think many people use the word diarrhea on the podcast. That's kind of... Yeah, I maybe like, you have to delete that. No, I, I think we'll leave it. <laughs> but, but it's funny. It comes out of my mouth without thinking. Cause, but it's the truth of it is... We kept wrestling over what to call it. And somehow, I don't remember the details, but I left that day with this title of this organization that now is called Living With Power. And it was sort of just a flip on it. Yeah. it just And I, I love the tagline, Biblical Truth for Everyday Life. Amen. And that was a long time ago. And that name, Living With Power, changed. Biblical Truth for Everyday Life, whenever we're trying to recenter, that's the goal of Living With Power is to provide... Right. People, usually believers, because that's who wants biblical truth for everyday life. Take God's word and let's live it day in, day out, practically today as they did in days past. And to me, that is just so what I want. I want to apply God's word. That's been the purpose of my life, to raise my kids with a biblical worldview, to live as a business owner, applying God's word for everyday life. Well, and and this is exactly what we're going to be hitting up in the next few weeks as you and I have more conversations on topic of everyday life. We're going to talk about topics that I don't always talk about because I'm single and you're married. You have kids, I don't. But we're going to talk about parenting, we're going to have marriage, relationships, the difference between singleness and, and marriage, making margin, woman, strong woman. What does it look like to be a strong woman? This whole patriarchy feminist thing, which I still have to Google. Like, honestly, we ended up Googling the definition of feminism before we started because, like, we're going to talk about it now. And then I was like, no, I can't handle it. That's its own topic. But, like, there's so many nuances in this era. So we want to get into that. But basically, if you're tracking, so, so this is 10 year, 12 years ago. We come up with it, maybe more. We come up with a name. We have a vision. And you missed the part maybe where I said, I almost quit two years ago. Because the truth is, between what God gives you as a vision and calling, in fact, that reminds me of Habakkuk. And at the time, I remember early in my ministry years, hearing that verse and seeing that verse and feeling like God had put it on my heart. And, and I have to find Habakkuk in my Bible. Diana probably knows it. Diana's really good at memory scripture. Yeah, I was the you, scripture B memorizer. Yeah, you were. You yeah. won a lot of awards, but, but I didn't. But Habakkuk 2... Uh, here, I want to read you just a few verses. In verse 1, it says, the prophet was speaking, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. And the Lord answered me, write the vision. 
make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Now, I'm encouraging you if you're listening. This isn't just our story. Like, great, you come on, you're not familiar with this podcast, you listen to our story, but really, it's your story too, which is God calls you to something, you're burning with fire to do it, and then you step out, and I'm telling you, you will hit a million and ten obstacles. It has been my story, and it is exhausting, and you will second-guess yourself, and you'll wonder if you're on the right path. And you need people like my sister Diana and others to come alongside you and remind you not to quit. And it gets worse with time, I found. And not in the sense of, look, I can tell you today, I am more confident of the Lord today than I've ever been, but it has been a wrestling for that. And I have not been ashamed to write about it. And so in those decade and a half of of yours, I wrote, I blogged, I taught, God opened the door, confirmed the ministry, but I wrestled with understanding how I fit into the spectrum of the Christian world. That's always been a wrestling for me. Where do I fit in? People see me as a doctor, but then I was leading the women's ministry at my church. Is she a Bible teacher? Is she a doctor? Is she? Then we started doing global missions. That really threw people off. Like, wait, is she a global missionary? I'm like, I'm all these things. Why does it have to be one thing? And so, and so in the midst of that, it was hard to find even spaces to belong. And then on top of it, I left my church in 2013. I wrote the book Fractured Faith about it. If you haven't read it, you should get it. And so now, like, I wasn't even feeling like I fit into the local church. And so things sort of got hard. And in 2017, 18, going into 19, and then by the time we hit 20, and we were in the meantime, by the way, I'm telling you, I'm not telling you to discourage you if you're listening, guys. It's because our ministry was growing on the outside. Like there was clear evidence of that, but it was like I couldn't see it. And we, you and I would have these conversations all the time. I mean, Rafi, your husband could have attested it, where we would be sitting together and I'd be going, man, we're not growing. We're not making an impact. Nobody's, how do we, na, 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 all these negative things because I am a, up half empty and you're not no yeah and but also in that time i mean as similar as we are in some in many ways my sister and i were very different in how our giftings and i have the gift of administration and um organization and such and so part of the issue was just an inability to really track how all that was happening yeah I was organizing going, oh it right and and not not enough data and such and that's again having god having allowed me to build a business and grow through failures in many ways in my life to be able to then help step in and organize the data we well we have one little element we have another strong woman who's not part of this conversation who's actually producing this irena many of you know her and are familiar with her so our ministry is just us three basically Mm -hmm. with a few handful of volunteers but for until 2016 when irena came to help me as she said she wanted to do anything just to help the ministry and until that point i was on my own so a lot of this was like just me trying to figure out how to fit in And, and this is back in the years it's more common now for women to be in ministry, but it really was sort of like, try, I mean, if you weren't Beth Moore, I don't know where, you know, I don't know what you did in ministry. You taught a Sunday school class and I was just trying to save the world for Christ. And not, not that he needs you to save the world for him. Like I get that now, but like, you know, I wanted to make a difference. And so it was a lot of like hitting my heads against the wall, so to speak, and then encouraging myself in the Lord and going back to his word. And you'll hear more about that, I'm sure, in the weeks to come with this. 
but 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 Irina came on. Now we had more systems to grow in 2016. That's when our work in the Middle East started really growing and flourishing. And clearly, God had called us to do work there. But my passion was to teach the Bible. So we're sort of wrestling with, well, where do you fit in? How do you do this? And incidentally, I have a lot of stuff I've taught on our. There's a free app we've got on calling. You can go onto our website and find a study on calling. So we have tried to break this down for you so that if you're wrestling with these things that I'm talking about, like you know God wants you to do something, but you don't know how to make it work. Read read Stripped, my book Stripped. There's a handful of them still out there. It's actually coming out as a kind of improved edition soon with Moody. Um, but but now we have the old one and it's we still have some copies of it. So if you're interested in that book, email me. But anyway, all this to say, we were growing, but I couldn't see because we weren't growing fast enough and I wasn't, it was like there was a lull between what I saw God wanted to do and what was happening. And so as we grew, what became, it became a hindrance that I wasn't good at admin and honestly uninterested in admin. By the way, I have an MBA from Kellogg School of Management. So it's not for lack of knowledge or education, but it just was a lack of gifting. I just didn't, it's just my brain doesn't think about that. And so one day I was in my house, in this house, and I'm sitting actually in the other room, with, and Diana could spot the room, and I was at my wit's end, and it was, there was a lot of things leading up to that. The storm never happens in one area. It's like usually a multifaceted storm, and there was personal stuff and emotional stuff and spiritual stuff and every stuff, and I just remember thinking, I'm done. I got to quit. I cannot see a way forward. And you said... I said, let's... Let's try to take one last look. Let's give it one last chance. I'm able to step in. Let's actually look at the data is what you were like. Let let me look at the data. Are you guys really, do you really suck? Let me just look at it. You said, just just give me two weeks to look at it. And at the end of the two weeks, I remember we had a phone call, you and me and Irina, and you were like, guys, you don't suck at all. In fact, and you had actual, you you went through and were like, look, you're not tracking. You were this, you're now this, you were that, you know. And, and when I heard it, it was like someone opened the windows. Like I felt like I could breathe again. Mm-hmm. And for a few months, you actually, you, you worked for us until you stopped working. Now you work for us, but not for pay. So we paid her for the first few months and now she just does it because she well, loves The it. systems are all in place. I like to remind, but you know why? I, I know sometimes people don't, but I do think as a nonprofit, I like people to know we have one staff. Mm-hmm. And the rest, you and I are volunteer, but, but because we don't well, see which it as is a job. Also, part of living with power, we are able. Both of us, God has allowed us to work and to be able to sustain yep. ourselves, and that's you know our Father taught us this and equipped us to be able to do that, and so it's a gift. And, and we, we consider this part of our like in a sense, yeah, it's, it's like our an ministry. Extension, it's our ministry. It's our life. Like we don't. I don't see it as a job. Correct. Absolutely, and it's a privilege to come right. alongside for me. I always believed uh, strongly in the vision and mission of living with power. And so it was just timing. So again, when God makes that entrance and tells you come in and then you have to listen. And so certainly I was reluctant. I didn't want my... I'm very careful about my plate being too full and I want to be a good steward. And we didn't want our relationship to freak out too. Like we were definitely. And because, you know, I'm Lena's younger sister and my brain functions very differently. And sometimes now she has seen how we're different. So it's easier. But at the beginning there was some challenges. And so I was aware of that. Challenges. (laughs) 
attention. We can call it either Irina one. even adjusted to us. Well, all three of us had to adjust. But the cool thing is, each one of us is wired so uniquely, Irina, Lena, and me, and really is always a reminder of how God uses us individually in the body to deliver his work. And that's really, I think, the most beautiful thing to me is we're all learning how we operate. We really are in separate yeah. lanes, and then somehow we come together and make a whole and we are all seeing that how we complement each other and so yeah. that's all the lord and just being willing to do what he has and so uh i oversee donor relations one of the roles i do in addition to just operations and i love that role i love meeting people i thought i would be the one going overseas and traveling i actually i'm okay without it i like to go when i can but i love meeting donors i love motivating and um, inspiring people to give to God and to get to know their walk. It's just all so beautiful. And so we continue on this journey of faith. And we, don't, we, don't, we don't look at donors as people giving money. You look at a relationship that develops where you pour into them and they pour as much as they allow it. And that and just it. how God pulls all people to yeah. do his work. Right. And it's just amazing. Like you think you're doing the work when you're yeah. stepping out, but when you do this job, and, and again, I was one of those people who said I'd never raise money, right? Yeah. Like I hated the idea of that. And now it's not that I love that. It's just God brings them. And yeah. it's just very humbling part people of the People are work. amazing. On, on a note, like just to brag on people who have partnered with Unbelievable. us. Unbelievable. I can't get over it sometimes still. I'm, I'm so moved. I'm so moved. I go open the mail and I'm always like people I know, people I don't know, people I've never heard of, people who are anonymous. And I think about like, you know, I think about the examples of scripture of the poor w widow who gave the might and others who gave, you know, whatever you give, like it's just, just, there's a story. Like we read about the widow and the might and someday in heaven we'll meet her. And I think about all these, some I know, some I don't, who are giving towards a work that is going, I always joke, we're like the Christian credit union when it comes to the missions. Cause like people send us and we send it out. Like we just are really in a place where we are able to do that. And we, I love that. Mm -hmm. I don't want that to change. I genuinely love it. And that's just one aspect of our ministry, the global ministry. Right. We do a ton in discipleship stuff. And, and of course, Irina is like, takes what I, like I have a like creative brain. So I'm constantly producing new content. And if anything, like Diana and, and Irina have had to reel me in a little and like pace it a bit so that we can produce it and give, you know, present it to people. But why do we do it? We go back to because we genuinely believe with all our hearts, what we have seen has worked, not even worked. Like I, I can't even say this has worked for me. It's been a lifeline. Like, mm -hmm. like I was drowning and God's word is what has rescued me. Jesus, and you know, it's his word, is it? But to me, it's like, this is God speaking. And we hold to the word of God highly. We live under its authority. We believe God breathes his, this book into existence. We do. And we. And I'm a scientist and she's a business owner. And we're both very strong women. We're going to talk about that. Because I think there's a sense in 2022 that you can't be advanced or cool or relevant or anything if you are still so old-fashioned. And I sometimes think, like, I am so stinking old-fashioned. They call me old fashioned. <laughs> do not bring out the hymn. Okay, well, this is the end of this podcast. Yeah, I think well, I want to. I want to just read and with a verse for living with power because it really ties it in. Is Romans fifteen thirteen? Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And that ties in. Yep. Our hope and our power and living with power Amen. and restoring hope to the people that God puts our way. And we believe that for you guys who are listening, that we, as God uses us and as we surrender all the things that we, I mean, in my world, I thought I would be doing X, Y, Z. And I'm doing a bit of X, Y, Z, but I'm doing these other ABCs. that I didn't, And I just look at how God is writing the story. 
And I can tell you the element that has remained steady, which is my desire to serve God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind for the rest of my days and to make the most of him, to make much of him. And so as we live that, we believe that God would also use us to fill you with hope and that you would grow in joy and peace and believing, that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we trust that as we put these things out there, God is using them. Somehow the Holy Spirit's taking them and, and just blowing them up, igniting them in your life uh, to see more of Jesus. And we hope that you find that here. So with that, Amen. I think we can wrap this episode up. So this is our story, and we'll tell you more about it in the future. Maybe we'll tell you more about Irina's bit of it, that she's the one who's producing these episodes. So if you like the little jingle at the beginning of the end, or you like the purity of the sound, if you like anything that you see on social media, for her sake, go on iTunes, put in a put in a, a review. We'd love it to be a five-star review, but whether you put a review or not, we don't care. We'd just love to hear from you, pray for you, and if you'd like to reach me, email me at dearlena at livingwithpower.org. I love every email I receive. I try to answer them all. And until next week, we'll be here ready to pray for you if that is the way that you choose to communicate with us. Otherwise, share this with your friends. Um, and uh, any last words, Diana? Good to be with you all and see you next time.